Hi, this is Liz Calandrino, and welcome to Fired Up Success. You know, Albert Schweitzer once said, in everyone's life at some time, our inner fire goes out. It is then burst into flame by an encounter with another human being. We should all be thankful for those people who can rekindle that inner spirit. My passion is to connect people who will share their stories about how they rekindled their own spirits, and I know will spark fire in your life too. Hi, everybody. This is Liz Beth Calandrino, and today is everything about floor covering. And I am speaking with Andrea Blackborn, who is the executive director of the Floor Covering Industry Foundation, um, a group that I know quite a bit about, having had some great experience with their program. And today, Andrea is going to tell us about the um, foundation and what it does. So Andrea, tell us, well, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved first. Okay, sure, Liz. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited uh, to help get the word out about FCIF and what we uh, do to impact the floor covering industry. Um, I'm Andrea Blackburn and I joined the foundation about five years ago. Um, and the FCIF is uh, connected to the World Floor Covering Association. And so we um, our office is housed inside their office in Dalton, Georgia, but we do help people all across the country. And the Floor Covering Industry Foundation was founded in 1981 by a group of industry leaders uh, that wanted a way to give back to help those in our industry um, who were struck with catastrophic illnesses, disabilities, or severe injuries. Um, but I have um, worked in uh, nonprofit fundraising, philanthropy, and marketing um, my whole career. Uh, I worked at a, another organization for about 12 years um, before I joined FCIF. And so um, I really have enjoyed um, my career lining up with um, some of my personal aspirations to really help those um, who are uh, going through a tough time. And so the foundation has been a, a great experience for me getting to know uh, different people like Liz and uh, all different individuals across different sectors of the flooring industry as well. Well, it sounds like you've been involved with not-for-profits most of your life or uh, some sort of fundraising or giving back. And I was reading, uh, I was reading about you on LinkedIn. And as I looked through, it looks like that's your mission in life. Yeah, I think that uh, we spend so much of our day at our jobs, I think it's important to find something that you're very passionate about. And um, I have really enjoyed um, the creative marketing aspect of, um, of the business world and found that connecting that to charitable works has been something that's been a really good uh, career path for me. And um, it's definitely a feel good job being able to uh, connect individuals and companies who are wanting to give back with those in our industry um, who are in need. You know, uh, you just said, you know, talking about giving back, um, you must get a lot of satisfaction when you can really put people together, right? And you can make this happen. Definitely. We, um, 
you know, but I think the real maybe satisfaction is from our donors and our board members, because that's really um, where our organization, where our impact comes from. Uh, we are lucky that we have lots of corporate partners that have allowed us to help people in need. And we have a great board of directors. We have 27 board members. Most of them are, are CEOs or executive leaders <clears throat> from flooring uh, companies across the country. And so um, it's definitely my privilege to, to, to work with this organization. But um, I think that, you know, the real credit goes to our board and our donors. Well, there are a lot of giving people there, that's for sure. You know, I went online and I started looking at other foundations. And the only one that I could find was, and I want to look at this a second. The only one was the um, St. Christopher's uh, Truckers Foundation. And that's the first time I had seen um, anything similar. And when I went in and I, you know, went through and I looked and to find mm -hmm. out more about it, it appears that, you know, uh, being a trucker, it's kind of like, it reminds me of being an installer, right, in a way. You know, you could, you might be a subcontractor, you're out there alone doing your work, and then something happens to you, and, you know, who's going to take care of you? In fact, you probably don't even think about going somewhere to find help, you know? Sure, yeah, and so many jobs in our industry, if you do, um, have something that affects your physical abilities that you know can put you out of work um you know for an extended period of time which you know most people don't have a, a savings that will allow them to be um out of work for that long and you brought up a great example installers you know uh can you imagine if you need knee replacement surgery and you're an installer you know how that can impact your family um and your income um for, you know, not just a week or two, but for a good bit longer. Well, something, I learned something else not long ago, and I believe I learned it from you. I was online in one of the Facebook groups, and somebody uh, talked about an installer that had gotten hurt. And in the course of that conversation, they, somebody brought up, well, what about, now, I'm not sure if they brought it up or it was somehow implied, but what about if somebody in the family is sick? And that's something I didn't know that it mm -hmm. might not just be me that I'm out there. I, maybe I own a store and I get hurt, but maybe one of my employees has a, a child with a catastrophic illness. Could you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So that's a great point. A lot of people don't realize is we don't just help the flooring uh, employee, but we would also help their other household family members who might have a qualifying medical event as well. And so as long as they're related and they live in the same house, we would consider them part of the family unit. Wow, that's real. That's really very interesting. Could you talk a little bit more about that part? I didn't know that it started that way, or maybe it didn't start that way. Maybe that came along afterward. Oh dear. I've also helped family members as well that are living in the same home. Um, so an example, like you said, would be a child. We've had families we've helped that have children born with birth defects. Also, if you're um, elderly parent lives in the home with you and they have a qualifying medical event um, and you work in the flooring industry, then we would um, consider that um, 
a case that we would be able to assist with as well. One of the things that I think is really beneficial about our organization that's different than other organizations that provide financial assistance is we don't have a line in the sand income limit. Um, some nonprofits go by like a federal um, poverty guideline or things like that. Um, and we really look at the family situation at the moment because lots of times what your last year's tax return um, the picture that it may have painted as far as your income could be drastically different now that you are out of work or if you've had a child and uh, maybe your spouse used to work, but they are now staying home to care for a child that's sick. And so I think that that's a really important thing that we do that allows us to help people that might be in a gap um, that may not qualify for something based on, you know, previous income because we really look at the situation, um, what's going on with the family today. I think that what you just said, I think is so important. Uh, probably most people think that I have to be destitute, right? Or I have no money in the bank. And like you said, maybe I have had good incomes over the year. And now all of a sudden, as you said, uh, there's a child that has a catastrophic illness. Mom can't work. Maybe even dad can't work all the time. And so now they're trying to figure out how are we gonna care for our child? And certainly that's gonna cut down on our income. Could you just talk a little bit more about that? Cause I think, I think most people don't know that. Yeah, so we, um, on our application, it's very detailed about the information that we ask our families and our applicants to provide. Um, we look at your past two months of check stubs or if, um, we have lots of people we help that their only income is social security because they're now retired, which is another point we didn't talk about is if you um, have at least five years service to the floor covering industry, um, you could be now retired um, from the floor covering industry. But um, so we look at those income um, where it is currently, like in the past two months. And then we also look at what bills that you have, what recurring household bills that your family um, needs to pay um, general things like rent or mortgage, utilities, car payments, insurances, et cetera, and then what your medical bills look like. Um, you know, some people have great medical coverage, and so their medical bills aren't that much, um, but a lot of people have very high deductibles on their insurance. Of course, we have some families that don't have insurance, or we have families that need procedures or things that are not covered by their insurance, but are still recommended by their doctor. Um, we also help with things like medical equipment if a family needs, um, for example, we helped a family recently that needed a special needs bicycle for their son who was um, developmentally disabled so that he could exercise. And so that's an example of something that is not a monthly grant where we're helping people um, each month, but maybe you just need a one-time expense of something that's um, a piece of medical equipment that's really beyond what your family could afford. Well, okay, so that makes me think about a friend of mine who had a stroke and now needs a Hoyer lift to get her um, out of bed, as a matter of fact. So she needs that. Plus there was some a conversation about whether or not she needed a stair lift. Now she's not in the floor covering industry, but are those some of the things that you might provide or maybe even a, a, sure. a, specially, a special van that was outfitted to, so that I could you know, go to my doctor's appointments? 
Sure, lots of accommodations to help people, medical equipment, um, modifications for vehicles. Um, we've even helped with things like handicap rolls and restrooms their home and to help the people that are caretakers be able to be able to um, continue to provide assistance to them just with daily living tasks. Now so, yeah. you, do, you do rely on corporate sponsors. That is, as I understand, that is the majority of where you get your donations. Yes, that's true. We have um, kind of three buckets, I would say, of um, income for the foundation. The first one's just annual donations, which does make up the bulk of um, our yearly budget. And we have corporate sponsors that give um, $50,000, um, $75,000 a year, $10,000 down to um, you know, smaller businesses or small retails that maybe give $500 a year. So all different levels of corporate sponsorship, but kind of that annual campaign is uh, kind of the backbone of our organization. And then the second thing is events. And so we have an annual event that's the Allen Greenberg Memorial Golf Tournament that's held at Barnsley Gardens in Cartersville, Georgia every year. CCA Global Partners sponsors and, and hosts that um, fundraiser for us every year. And um, it is is a it has a big impact um, about $150,000 every year's raised just through that golf tournament, which is a pretty amazing amount for a golf tournament. And then another event that we have, um, not every year, um, about every five years is our gala, which is normally held in New York. And um, it was postponed last year, but we it's been rescheduled for October 9th of this year. And so we are very excited about it. It's at the Bow Room, which is at the top of the Rockefeller Plaza in New York City. So we're really excited about that event coming up. And then our third bucket um, of income for the foundation is through um, our investment portfolio and our endowment, um, which we've had a lot of corporations donate to over the years, which um, also provides a steady stream of income for our organization and helps um, us kind of weather the storm um, from bumps in the economy from year to year. Well, I went and looked up, um, I think it was, it was at the golf tournament 2019, was that the one? Or was it 2000, I think 2020, you said was over 150,000. Now, even though that is a substantial amount, it's not really that much when you think about if you've got three or four, that's three or four families that really need help. And, you know, I just want everybody to know that, that it sounds like, it sounds like a good bit of change when you say it except if you've got all these people that are needing your help and you're buying equipment, you need constant, um, you, need, you need constant donations to keep the foundation going and so that you can continue to invest, right? Uh, so invest in the, what you have so that you can make money while you're giving out all this money, right? Yes. Um, yes. I think I broke up just a little bit, Liz, so. Um... Can you ask your question one more time? Sure, no, I know it did. Um, even though 150,000 may sound like a lot of money, it's a good chunk of change today. But when you think about the number of people that you're helping and that if you have to buy a piece of equipment that costs you $60,000, or even I just went and priced for an elderly person a stair lift. Um, and a friend of mine actually had to put in an elevator in his house. 
He said, either that or my wife will never be able to live here again. So these kinds of investments are extremely expensive. So we need to keep sending you money so that you can invest it, right? You can invest it in however you do that. So you can continue to make some money with, you know, when you have extra, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Sure. So, yeah. And um, we, I don't, to my recollection, we've not put in an elevator, so we're not helping people quite at that level. I didn't want to put out misinformation, but, uh, you know, definitely medical equipment can be expensive, um, but kind of the bulk of how we assist families is through a monthly grant that families use to pay for things like medical bills um, for their direct medical care, um, for their rent and mortgage, um, utilities. Um, and then for some families that are in extreme need, we also help with um, transportation costs and with um, their food budget as well. Uh, most, um, I wanted to share just a little bit kind of about the grant application process. Um, we you. have, you, you go online to our website, which is FCIF, so the acronym for Floor Covering Industry Foundation.org, O-R-G. Um, you can also um, call us as well. Um, and we can um, provide information over the phone or mail you application if you don't have internet access. And um, there's three main criteria. So one is that you work in the floor covering industry for five or more years. You are a household family member. The second one is that you have a severe um, life altering illness, disability or injury. And the third one is that you're in severe financial need. And we talked a little bit about how that um, that financial need, that there's not an exact formula for it. We basically are able to look at the family's income right now and their expenses and determine their need from that. Um, your application is good for six months. So when you fill out an application with us, um, if you're approved for a grant, most of our grantees receive um, a financial assistance check from us each month for six months. Um, sometimes if we have folks who have a injury they're going to recover from sooner or there's something in their life that's changing like maybe they're changing jobs or getting on disability or something like that we may do a shorter grant initially but most of our grantees receive assistance for six months from us and then they can reapply if they're still in need so again if you've just joined us this is liz calendrino and i'm talking with andrea blackburn who is the executive director of the floor covering industry foundation uh, Andrea, you are a not-for-profit, I'm assuming that FCIF is a not-for-profit under the WFCA, or, or are you just part of them? So we're a separate organization. We're a 501c3 organization, um, which is what you have to be to receive charitable donations that people can deduct on their taxes. Um, the WFCA is a trade association, so they're a 501c6, so they have a different um, IRS designation than us. Um, and I like to say we're a sister organization to them. Um, they give in-kind support um, to FCIF um, through a couple of ways. Um, one is that they um, manage our accounting and HR related things, so kind of some of that backroom stuff. Um, we have a staff of myself and two part-time um, individuals. So it's really nice to have the WFCA that helps with that. And they also um, help us with our investments as well. 
um, through use the same investment um, firm that they do. And then they donate office space to us as well, which is super nice. So we um, live in their building and are able to use their coffee machine and uh, they let me drink the Diet Cokes out of their fridge. So. <laughs> Uh, well, that's good. That'll keep very you important. Oh, yeah, that'll keep you awake during the day. So yeah. you can be, do you go to surfaces and coverings and a lot of those events? And is, I'm assuming. Yeah, so um, the Floor Covering Industry Foundation, we have a, a separate board of directors from the WFCA and our board um, usually has a, we have a meeting at services every year, usually in January. And so and we had ours virtually, of course, in 2020, but we expect to be back at services in 2021. And then lots of the conventions and trade shows, um, some of our staff go and sometimes we send literature that when we have other folks from WFCA that are going to staff those. Um, so lo lots of times you can see us out um, at different places around the country during conventions and trade shows during the year too. Oh, terrific. So. Oh, and you know, I'm thinking that I know you rely on large donations, but I think if we thought about that, and I, and I think about myself also, that we could do a Facebook raise for you, you know, on our birthdays. And oh, yeah. we all know that a little bit, you know, a little bit, a little bit makes a big difference if everybody does it, you know. So I just want to say to people out there, you know, you may say, I don't have, you know, you know, even maybe a thousand bucks to give the foundation, but I know they do great work and who knows, I may need it myself for heaven's sakes. So maybe I could do a, um, not necessarily a GoFundMe because they take a percentage, but you could do a Facebook raise or one of those on your birthday. Mm -hmm. And so if you raise a couple hundred dollars that adds to Andrea's sure. money. Yeah, we've had diet, several of our... Coke, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and any any amount um, is definitely needed. We have on our website, you can sign up for a recurring donation. So we have several people that donate like $10 a month, and it's just set up on their debit card or credit card for every month. Um, like Liz said, you can do, um, you know, donate to this charity. We are verified through Facebook, so you can click, you can um, go on Facebook and choose our organization to receive your uh, birthday fundraiser money. Um, another thing is we are on Amazon Smile, which is if you go to uh, smile.amazon.com and set that as your default for your Amazon shopping, I think it gives a small percentage of each purchase, but it does add up. And so that's a great way just to support FCIF just through your day-to-day -day shopping as well. Now, talk about that a little bit more because I don't know about that. And um, it's almost like you're an affiliate, right? For Amazon, and tell me how that yep. works again. So any uh, 501c3 nonprofit can sign up and get verified through Amazon. And then Amazon has a charitable donation arm and their program's called Amazon Smile. Okay. And so if you go to visit that website and it basically you can choose to start your Amazon search every time on that Amazon smile uh, landing page. And then you just buy all your normal Amazon purchases and it gives a percentage of that to um, the organization that you pick. Oh, I think that's terrific. So yeah. you know, if I'm watching my, if I have my Amazon prime account now I'm on, and there's probably a lot of people who are watching movies, right? Sure. 
yeah. I'm home watching movies. And so I can, it's kind of like I go in through that portal of Amazon. Is that kind of what you're saying? I go in and sign yes. up. So how do I do it? I go sign up at Amazon. Tell us how we do that. So just um, Google Amazon smile. smile. It'll come up and it'll, um, you'll be a lot, if you're not already logged into your Amazon account, you'll log into your Amazon account. And then it'll have you select the nonprofit of your choice. And so you would just look up, type in floor covering industry foundation and it'll come up and you'll say, yes, that is the nonprofit I choose. And then every time that you, you would just set your default browser to start at Amazon smile um, every time you purchase. And so like I, I buy most of my Amazon on my cell phone. Right. And so my Amazon app and my phone already defaults to um, every time I purchase, I don't have to do anything extra now because I've already set it up and it automatically gives um, a percentage of each purchase um, to SCIF. Oh, I, I'm going to go set mine up. I think that's really <laughs> terrific. And that, yeah. for those of you listening, I mean, that is something that you we can all do. You know, if 1% or whatever that is goes to the um, our foundation that matters to all of us out there, you know, whether it be for something that you need or a friend of yours needs, mm -hmm. and there's, you know, it's like painless. You just go ahead and, and it's, I think the other thing is for your birthday, that we should all think about that. I know you have maybe other things that you want to give to, um, but as I think about, again, my commitment to this industry and how long I've been in it, you know, these are things that I could do to give back or maybe make it better for somebody else, you know, that might not be in my situation at this point. So I, oh, I think that's, that's terrific. When I write this up for you, I'll make sure that that's on there. Okay. And I'll also put the thing about, your birthday because I thought about that afterward yeah. and so that that would come up too I, I think you could probably make that as a default um mm -hmm. right so that when your birthday comes around it maybe automatically says that Liz would like you to do such and such right I think so um yeah. I, I know that when it's your birthday it's pretty easy on Facebook to set up a birthday fundraiser so I think that's it's pretty simple to do when we um have a an active Facebook account as well. So we'd love for you to follow us. We, um, we also have a lot of videos that tell about how FCIF works and also um, on our YouTube channel, which is linked off our website. You can go on YouTube and look up Floor Covering Industry Foundation. Um, and then we also are on Instagram and Twitter as well. So um, another great way just to help us out is to follow us on our social media platforms that way there's anything that you feel like really resonates with you that you could share it. Um, and that's just a great way to help get the word out. Uh, one of the things that we struggle with is just making sure that people know about us um, who need help. And one of the things that we are focusing on this year through our marketing committee is getting out to other sectors outside of manufacturing. So we have a great partnership with a lot of the major manufacturers and their HR leaders and do a really good job connecting with people in need in manufacturing, but um, installers um, or um, other organizations like um, through distributors, we um, have our, uh, an outreach right now through distributors where we're sending out 
um, brochure holders, acrylic brochure holders with um, small FCIF literature um, so that people in need that are at counters all across um, the country can uh, connect with us when they might be in need and didn't know about us. So just any way that you, uh, anybody listening can think of that there might be a way for us to um, just have a little bit about FCIF, whether it's literature, whether it's a little digital ad on, on your website or something on your in corporate intranet or something your HR folks can put in a new hire packets um, or just a bit that might be included in your sales meeting. We have a great one minute video that can be emailed out as well. Um, so tons of that information is on our website, but if you need something more specific, um, I'm happy to um, you know, do something custom that would meet your situation as well. Now you said you have like a little one minute video that you have that you can send out that you could send yeah. out to me since I'm going to, I'm going away Wednesday to do some training for a floor covering store. Um, I think it would be nice for them to see that and to know. And, you know, I'm thinking as a retailer or distributor or manufacturer to even have that up in your showroom and to even to explain that to your customers. I mean, we all, or I shouldn't say we all, but most of us like doing business with people who give back and who care about their community. I think that the pandemic has, one thing it has shown us is how important our relationships and our friends are to us and how, you know, it's, it's so funny. I was thinking this morning that somewhere in the pandemic, I read on Facebook or somewhere, everybody was cleaning out their closets. Everybody was cleaning and I didn't. I thought to myself, I don't know how how that's going to help me when I'm all when we're done with this, that my my closet is clean. So I took classes instead online. And now I'm home with a lot of knowledge and a dirty closet. But I think again that you know the kinds of things we invest in are who we are in our lives. So that even if you put that at the bottom of your invoice when you send it out, to be aware of who we are and our commitment to our industry and to our employees would probably be very important for our customers to know about us. Yeah, I, the, that's a great idea. Um, we've had lots of conversations with our board members and our new marketing committee this year about innovative ways and things we hadn't thought about before just to get the word out. So invoicing um, is, is a great idea. Um, we are excited to um, provide information to anybody in any way that would make sense for them and their business model to help let more people know about the foundation and the work we do. Well, make sure you get that video to me. Okay, because sure. I yeah. am, because I am going to discuss it with the owner of the business. Um, okay. She is very community minded. And I think she would really like something like that. Because again, that sets you apart from, you know, we talk about those other big boys that sell floor covering and, you know, they have, they have people that they send their money to. And a lot of it is very political. And, you know, I didn't see anybody in there that says we give to the floor covering industry foundation. I think that for us, I think it's a way to separate ourselves in the industry, separate ourselves from our, uh, you know, people like, as I said, the box stores, you know, it's a way for us to say how committed we are to what we do. Yeah, that's so true. And it's, um, 
it's a generous industry and I'm always amazed by the individuals that uh, take time out to help us personally and the corporate groups that really believe in what we do and uh, don't just say they're community minded they actually yes. live it out yeah this is a way for you out there if you're listening to show that you are community minded and what a better community to be committed to than our floor covering if you're listening to this you're most likely in the floor covering industry and you know, this is how we've spent, a lot of us have spent the last 25 or 30 years of our lives. And so even if we don't need uh, what the foundation can give us, there are people out there who just find themselves in situations, you know, life is what it is and things happen. Um, Andrea, um, would you give us the phone number or if they're, who they can call? Um, I will put that up there, but would you just go ahead and give us that? Sure. So I will start with our website, which is fcif.org. And on there, you can find all of our different um, grant applications. You can give online and then you can find links to our social media as well. And then um, give me just one second. I'm looking up our 800 number since most okay. of out of town. I know our local number off the top of my head. Um, Let's see. Okay, it's 855-330-1183. Um, and if you're local to Northwest Georgia, it's 706-217-1183. Um, but again, our website, which is fcif.org, is um, going to have the most information on there as well. Um, you can also, if you have specific questions, uh, we have a generic email info, info at fcif.org. Uh, of course, I'll give you my personal email. My last name always gets spelled a little bit funny, but it's A Blackburn, and it's uh, B L A C K B O U R N at fcif.org. Uh, and I would be happy to, um, to talk with anybody individually about how we can. Uh, get the word out to help more people or if you're interested in donating as well. Andrea, thank you so much for your time and for all of you out there listening again, Andrea Blackburn, Executive Director of FCIF, Floor Covering Industry Foundation. You know, that's ours. That's who we are. And thank you again, Andrea. I'll get this out to you. Oh, thank you so much, Liz. It's always a pleasure uh, to get to visit with you. And thank you for everyone listening. Y'all have a great day. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.